0: we want to make sure that sexuality is celebrated in every form. We don't want to shame it because I think we've done enough shaming of sexuality. And I think it's time that we sort of step into a world where it's celebrated, but how are we, how are we moving forward with it? How are we acting it out
1: episode of Dear Men. I am happy to have with me Solomon. Yes, like King Solomon. That's what I think of. Um, Who is the president of um, Cuddle Party Inc., which is a nonprofit that teaches consent and boundaries and bringing a safe space for people to get their touch needs met. And that's something that we're going to we're going to talk about is just kind of how touch-deprived we all are in general, but especially especially men. So, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here.
0: Yeah, thank you, Melanie. Thanks for having me.
1: So, I would love to hear a little bit about your own journey in terms of getting into the space of cuddle parties, and especially since you're in a leadership position, how did that all come to pass?
0: Yeah, uh, about four years ago, I um just became really curious about my own discovery of self uh when it comes to sort of connection intimacy getting close to people and so I searched out and found a cuddle event that I went to and um very it was I was nervous very scared uh, didn't know what I was getting myself into and when I got there, it was just so beautifully set up. Um, and they talked about the guidelines. And what I realized from that experience is I didn't know uh, what I was missing. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't consciously know that I was missing touch and connection and int- intimacy with other people. Cause I hadn't been in a relationship for a while. And so that sort of just then sprung me off uh, from, then going into training to uh, the organization Cuddle Party, uh, becoming a facilitator. And then about a year and a half into it, one of the people on the board said, hey, uh, do you want to join the board of Cuddle Party? And I was like, sure, (laughs) not knowing what it is. And from then on, just kept really serving, being of service to the organization and then Uh, about the beginning of this year jumped in as, or beginning of last year, jumped in as, um, yeah, president.
1: Yeah. I'm really interested in your, uh, what you said about, like, you hadn't even noticed that you weren't, you didn't say it like this, but you, you hadn't even noticed that your touch needs weren't being met. And I, I suspect that that's true of a lot of men. I was chatting with a guy friend of mine, and we were talking about how touch is, it's like a nutrient that helps the human spirit grow and feel safe in the world and feel alive. And a lot of people, especially men, are lacking that nutrient in our lives. And you, you mentioned briefly that, you're, or that you weren't in a relationship at the time, a romantic relationship. And I feel like for many men in our culture, that's the only place that they get touch needs met. Would you agree with that? And what was it like for you discovering like, oh, this is actually important that I get touch?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think that in my experience, um, I think as you know, growing up, the idea of getting close to someone, the idea of it was, oh, if I get close to them, um, then I can get sort of a connection. But the, the connection became sexualized all the time. And so we, we sort of like, um, sort of went over the, the, the connection of touch and it just became sexual right away. And so what I discovered for myself is that, yeah, sexual activity is amazing. I love it. I enjoy it. And at the same time, I think what I sort of have been discovering for myself, uh, going to different cuddle events and cuddle parties, um, is that the, the touch need is so much more, needed on a consistent basis, uh, less than the sexual need for me in this moment in my life where it's like, yeah, it's great to have sex, but the sex, the, the touch and connection and closeness and intimacy of cuddling, or just having someone lie next to me and just caress my arm uh, is, I mean, it just, it just changes who I am. It makes me feel so much better once I'm, I've done that in a different way than sex does.
1: I feel like that's a really good point, especially you know, what it brings up for me, I'm a sex researcher, and one of the findings that I keep coming across is a lot of women that are in relationships talk about how they want more touch from their partner, but not necessarily sexual touch. And so they, they are craving more, um, more hugs, more hand-holding, more hand on the back, just more touch that doesn't necessarily lead to sex. Because what they're reporting is that it's sort of the only, it's like, they're like, if my husband touches me, it's in order to initiate sex. And I don't want that all the time. Like some of the time it's great, but I, I want more closeness. I just want more physical touch. And I wonder, do you, do you think that's partly because of how we were raised or especially how boys and young men are raised, that they're not getting to touch then. And so they don't really think of it later in life.
0: I think so. I definitely think that, um, as, as, so, you know, especially in our culture here in the U S like a lot of us, um, specifically on the men's side, if we're, you know, straight identified or heterosexual, um, the idea of getting close to another man to get our touch needs met, it's sort of like, Oh my God, what does that mean? Am I gay? Am I, you know, all these identity things, but for women, it just seems there's a lot of easier access for them to get touch needs, with uh you know their same sex friends they you know they sort of lie next to each other they they cuddle with each other it's a lot easier and so for a lot of men i think what the only way that we can get our touch needs met is through sex um and for heterosexual men it's like okay so the only way that i can get my touch needs met from a woman is if i go there and ask or initiate sex somehow and i think that we're sort of taking away from ourselves um connection from you know for men connection with men unsexual right like brother brotherly connection like hugging a man or or putting a shoulder over over a man or just saying i got you like as a brother i have you right and and hugging each other for like 30 seconds and say "I'm, i'm here for you and getting that touch need met that way and um i think would change a lot of uh you know men's sort of uh, ideas about what it means to receive touch from another man um, and, and making it less sexualized when they are with uh, their you know, partner if they're uh, identify as heterosexual.
1: Yeah, I really like what you're pointing to there because it feels like part of the journey you know, towards the healthy masculine is reclaiming relationships with other men. Because there's such, such an undercurrent of um, shaming, in at least in American culture, which we can speak to. I think a lot of boys are afraid of being labeled as gay. And so they're culturally shamed for connection with other boys. And I'm specifically talking about boys, you know, teenagers. And I'd say like, right, like 9 or 10, like around 9 or 10, I feel like the shaming sort of starts of boys connecting with other boys. And there's this kind of like fear of who am I going to be or what are other people going to think of me? And it's, it's not conscious at that time, but that's, I feel like that stays with a lot of men. And I'm wondering for you, like, what was your, your journey around? Like, did that start for you with cuddle parties? Was that what raised your awareness around it? Like what, how did you navigate that?
0: Um, yeah, I had this, yeah. For me, when I was younger, there was definitely, I was very, um, very emotional. I was very. Um, I needed. I was very touch, touchy. Um, I, I really enjoyed hugging and touching people, and so I was definitely called. Um, you know, what's wrong with you? Are you gay? Why are you coming so close to me? From guy friends and uh, just in different spaces, and um, so for me, that journey was sort of like discovering and questioning and being curious about um, who I am and what I realized. For me, is I'm just a very uh, affectionate. Man, man. I just really like affectionate from people, uh, man, man, woman, it doesn't matter for me. It didn't, the gender didn't matter. And so what really, really got me to sort of discover that was sort of going to cuddle parties and cuddle events where I discovered my touch needs, um, regardless of who I'm hugging, who I'm cuddling with, um, because each individual person, however, they are, gave me something. Like it, it gave me a different essence. Like um, uh, uh, an elder man, for instance, if I, if I were cuddling him, I'd feel really held like he was my father. Um, an older woman, I would feel like I was being held by my like mother, right? Uh, so a man that was sort of my age. I would feel like, Oh, um, I'm hugging a brother. And what does that feel like if it wasn't a brother? What if it was a partner? Do I, what, what does that sensation feel like? And then with the same sort of women, different women around my same age, it was um, sort of the same thing, like, oh, could that be a partner? Um, and then anybody younger, it felt like I was sort of holding space for that. So that, that different um, experiences of different age ranges um, gave me different experiences in terms of how my body felt. And I think it's, it's such, a, such an important and powerful um, gift that each one of us can give ourselves if we go to a cuddle event. And really, instead of saying, who am I attracted to? I want to cuddle them going to people that you are so uncomfortable with and going up to them and saying, can we lie next to each other? And and really feeling what that feels like in your body.
1: Yeah, I would love to Yeah, transition now into the actual cuddle party space because I think it's pretty misunderstood. And I think when a lot of people hear cuddle party, they hear orgy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not, not what it is. Um, so I'm wondering if you can, like walk us through a little bit of what happens at a cuddle party, and 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 especially what it was like for you your your first time going.
0: Yeah, so when you first jo- so when you first come into a cuddle party, uh, you generally speaking, um, uh, you're greeted by somebody, and somebody is generally usually asks you, "Hi, welcome. Would you like a hug?" Um, that's generally the protocol, um, and so we start you off by teaching you look i'm not just giving you a hug right away i'm asking you for if you would like a hug and for the most part a lot of people say yes Um, so we're sort of introducing the idea of uh, boundaries right from the get-go consent from the get-go like hey we're going to ask for things Um, and then people come in we all sit in a circle and the, the evening sort of starts from a It's about an hour, 45 minutes to an hour, which is called a welcome circle. And we we basically go over the the rules. We play a few games. We teach people about um, consent boundaries, how to touch, how to ask for what you want. And then we play a game um, that I really like playing. There's different games that we play. And one of the ones that I really like is called the yes, no game. And so what we do is you go through the process of um, someone is asking you, um, can I do this to you? And without doing it, you're supposed to say yes, no matter what it is. And then you do a flip the reverse where they ask you for something um, and you say no to it. And that whole practice of saying yes to it or no to it, you're actually learning in your body. Like, what do I really like to give or what do I like to receive? Um, And then after that sort of 45 minutes to an hour, then it's sort of, we call it free form. Uh, freeform open space where people get to go up to people and ask for, Hey, um, can I hold your hand? And we always stay in a neutral posture, allowing the other person to say yes or no to it. Um, And then there's also that in between of if, if sort of you, if you're not sure, like if you want to do that thing, then we ask that you say no. So not saying maybe later or, um, if you're not sure of what you want say no or negotiate say you know what i'm really not comfortable holding your hand but how about we do something else and then after that's done so that'll be like about 2 3 hours and then we have a closing circle where we sort of ask people like what did you get out of the evening what did you discover about yourself what came through for you and we close the circle
1: yeah i like the the yes no game of sort of testing so you know the cuddle parties I've been to, they they say like be be a little outrageous, <laughs> and so you know if you're asking someone, you know, can I put a hand on your leg? When you're you're doing the yes no, if you're in the yes phase, you're supposed to just say yes to everything, but they don't actually touch your leg. Correct. It's just exercise in saying yes and and feeling how that feels to 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 not be saying no, for example, and then when you flip it. It's like, no matter what they say, like, you know, can I put my hand on your shoulder? No. Like having the experience in your body of saying no and having it be received, I think is actually a new experience for a lot of people. Um, They've never really done it. It's never (laughs) like either they've never been asked about something, even like giving a hug. and, And if they have been, they've felt obligated to say yes. And so there's never been that space for them to actually say no and then feel what that feels like, like whatever comes up for them. Because I know for me for a long time, I was terrified to say no because I thought the person would be pissed at me and they would take all of their love and affection away and I would be alone. Like that was my body's experience of no. And I don't think I'm alone in that. I think a lot of people are sort of unconsciously trained by family of origin to just say, yes, they don't have real choice around it. And, and they just sort of continue in that vein through adulthood. And so it takes a lot to learn how to say no and learn how to be kind of like with yourself through that fear of like, fuck, like I said, no, like he's going to turn away from me. He's going to hate me. He's going to, you know, all of those, all of those things.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Did you... Did you find that, like, I'm curious, because I think um, that experience can be as particularly common for women. Did you find that, uh, like, were you struck by that, the no part of the whole conversation at all, when you were first getting started in cuddle parties?
0: Um, I think the, yeah, I think the no took me a while. Um, Because, again, you know, for the purposes of being a people pleaser, Right, I've I've sort of moved away from being a people pleaser, um, and yeah, so it took me a while to come to a space of being able to learn that my no is is a yes to myself. Right, I mean that 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 sort of those two sentences that I just said, my no is a yes to myself. It took me a while to kind of really comprehend what that means for me, and yeah. it's it's just really honoring who I am as an individual, and it has nothing to do with another person.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I've that has helped me um especially let's say if I'm saying no to a man who's asking me out, sometimes I'll say um no, I'm not available and thank you for asking. That was really brave. Like acknowledging the person for asking for what they want or need can be part of the equation and holding the no. <laughs> yes. is the honoring of yourself because if you're not yeah um when you say it took you a while you know like i because i think a, a lot of my clients would also identify as as being people pleasers a lot of my the men that i work with um when you say it took you a while you know it's kind of a journey to to come to boundaries would you say like it was a few years like you know what was your how long would you say it took you
0: i would say let's see Let's see. There was one cuddle party that I went to. When was that? Um, Two years ago. So it took me two years. Two years ago, I went to a cuddle party and the whole entire evening, I committed to myself that I just want to experience what it feels like to say no for the first hour. Yeah. And that was the hardest thing that I ever did. It was just, it was so nerve wracking because I didn't want to hurt people. I was like, am I hurting them? Is it offending them? And and I have to say at the end of the evening, two people came up to him and said, I hated you for saying no to me, but thank you for saying no to me. Because that really took me through a process of like, wow, it, it, just, it just turned into such a gift for myself and others to see that, wow, no is actually powerful because it serves all of us. It really does. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's part of what I really love about cuddle parties is the actual chance to practice the no, in in your body, because it's one thing to read about boundaries and it's one thing to listen to this podcast about it, but actually being in the moment with a person who's looking at you and says, "Can I hold your hand?" and you say no, like that's fucking edgy. Yeah, <laughs> you it <can't>, is. <laughs> you can't like <laughs> well, you can't even get there and talk therapy. People, oh boundaries, boundaries are great, but when you're actually there in the moment, you know your nervous system is having a whole experience and. You know, your nervous system went through a whole experience that evening of, of kind of maybe learning like, oh, I'm not going to die. <laughs> I totally. And like, wow, I didn't know that. Like, I really, you know, part of me really thought I would die and I would never be loved again. Or, you know, whatever story we have about it. And um I really appreciate the two people that were honest with you. Because that's what I think is really honest too. is like, yeah, it really hurt my feelings when you said no. Yeah. And Yeah it was really important for me and it really served me. So I, I just, I'm very into and lately of like two different things of like, I had my feelings hurt and I appreciated it or Mm -hmm. no. And thank you for asking. Like I'm very into ands lately. I feel like that's an important part of life that we, our culture isn't very strong at yet. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So can you, can you, um, talk us through a little bit of the rules around cuddle parties for people who haven't been, because again, I think a lot of people are like, okay, so there's the rule setting and then there's two hours of free time. Is that, is that orgy time?
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so the, the rules, I mean, I, I, there's about 11 of them and I can sort of just go through them a few of them. Um, but there. they're, we have them outlined on our website. Um, But it's once you do the sort of welcome circle, the 45 minutes, it's elaborated, right? So the first one is a very simple, basic one. It's pajamas stay on the whole time, right? Um, And that's just basic. This is a a platonic non-sexual event. And so clothing stays on the whole time. Um, So
1: I'm hearing hearing not orgy then.
0: Okay. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) uh yeah not orgy and um and then the second one it's sort of that's where you start off with really we're setting the tone for the evening um the second one is you don't have to cuddle anyone at a cuddle party ever right i mean that that sets the tone where you don't have to do anything tonight like you can literally just just you can come up we've had people come there read we've had people fall asleep um we've literally had people just hang out and just really enjoy being in the sort of energy and the space of the group of the collective. Uh, So yeah, so definitely not an order. Um, uh, and then then sort of the next sort of few rules are all about saying yes. Or, um, if you're a yes, say yes. If you're no, it's about maybe as a no. Um, and then we sort of go halfway through. And one of the things that a lot of people sort of have, um, they hold is like, okay, so if I start cuddling someone, then I'm going to be cuddling with them the whole night. No, that's not true. Rule number six is you are encouraged to change your mind. And that's one of the biggest things that we really stand behind is that in every single moment, we want you to honor what's going on right now.
1: Right. I was a yes, and now I'm a no. Totally. And it doesn't mean that I'm bad because I changed my mind.
0: That's so well said. Yeah. I think a lot of us think that, you know, I actually chokes me up that you said that like a lot of us think that if I change my mind, then like I'm wronged. Right. That I, that I, Oh, I, I betrayed them. Cause I said something once and now I'm saying yeah. something different.
1: Yeah. 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 I, think, I think that can often happen in relationships as well, where it's like, okay, we're going out. Therefore you have a right to me all the time which is not really true. But I I've definitely felt that in relationships of like, oh, we're going out, I have to fill in the blank instead of I'm free to be, you know, a yes today and a no to this tomorrow. Like that I I don't think we're trained to actually check in with ourselves and be okay with changing our minds. So I love that that's one of the stated rules. I think that's one of my favorite parts about cuddle parties is all of these things that are stated aloud that we've maybe never thought about before. Um, yeah. Like, you know, like yes is a yes, no is a no, maybe is a no for this space and this time. And that's a really important thing to just name aloud is if you're hesitating, that's a no for, for you know, the purposes of this encounter. And I think that's, that's also good training of like, if you're a maybe, then it's possible that you just feel obligated but your truth is actually that you're a no.
0: Yes, totally. Well said. I love it. Yeah. A, a, lot, of us, a lot of us just want to, again, it goes back to the people-pleasing, and, and, I, and I think the, the sort of maybe also lies with a lot of people that come there. And I've heard this, um, I've heard this more from the women that come than the men, is that the women don't really know what they want when they come to our events. They're like, I don't know what to ask for. And I'm like, I get it. It's, I get it. It's like for, for the longest time, like we've been, um, we don't, we don't really know um, what kind of touch can I ask for? What am I, what am I, what's, what's possible, right? The possibilities of an event is endless. Like you can literally go up to someone and say, can we sit, live, sit back to back and, you know, sing the show tunes of, I don't know, a movie right? I mean, it's endless, right? So it's giving, giving us the sort of, um, possibility of being able to do and ask for things that we normally aren't aware of.
1: Yes. And putting voice to things is also, I think a new experience for many people, um, especially women. Like I really like very, very light touch and most people don't start there. So if I, I'm actually going to get what I want. I'm probably going to need to say it. And that's, um, that's what's the word? Like, uh, that's edgy. That's an edgy act to say, actually, could you touch me this way? Because again, I'm afraid that they're going to say, well, screw you. I was doing it fine. And you know, like, I'm afraid I'll be punished for speaking up. And I think there's a lot of people that fear that. And again, like, Because they were like a lot of people were punished for speaking up when they were little, and they and it got ingrained in their in their body that that it's not actually safe. So it's like a retraining. It can be a retraining ground for actually voicing, you know, what you want. And I'm glad that you brought that up. Of like, I don't even know what to ask for. Like, I don't I don't know what I want. And I think that's. I just want to like name like that's a very welcome place to be at cuddle parties, and I think. It, it's a really valuable place to be because we can also sort of shame ourselves for like I should know this, I should know how to do this, I should be perfect at this already, what's wrong with me that I don't know what I want and it's like that's actually quite normal, considering that it's a new skill
0: absolutely yeah it's it's uh the example that sort of just comes to mind right now is when you first learn to ride a bike well you can't expect yourself to know how to ride a bike in the same way as you you can't expect yourself to know what kind of touch you like and also what what to ask for from others if you've never been in an environment where the the container has been set that hey listen you can ask for touch here like what kind of touch do you want from someone that's obviously non-sexual and doesn't doesn't sort of stir up sexual energy um sensual yes but not sexual energy so what what is it that you desire and ask for that and see if the person that you're asking is a yes to it and if they're not move on actually go to another person and see if they're yes to it so you can experience what it feels like to give or receive that kind of touch that you're asking for
1: yeah i'm glad that you brought up the sexual component because i'm wondering you know um in terms of you know sexuality and turn on and everything you know i feel like there are men that would maybe go to a cuddle event and be afraid, like, oh my God, what if I get an erection? Like, what if I do get turned on? Am I bad? Is that wrong? Like, how do you deal with, um, turn on if it does arise? Cause it, it doesn't mean that someone's bad.
0: Right. It's, we actually, we actually celebrate, um, celebrate all, uh, expressions of sexual energy that comes through. The only thing that we do ask is that, so, First to say, you're you're allowed to be um, you're allowed to be attracted to people at a cuddle party. Um, you're allowed to be aroused at a cuddle party. The only thing that we ask is that if you do get an erection or if you do have sexual charge towards someone, don't act on it. Like if you're in a cuddle position with someone and you do get aroused, we ask that you move sort of like move yourself to say I got to I got ch- to change positions because we want to make sure that whoever you are cuddling, doesn't feel uncomfortable with your sense of arousal. And we celebrate it. It's amazing because what happens is you're in a relaxed state. Of course, your body's going to turn on. You're in a relaxed state. That's the way that the body does turn on when we're in a relaxed state. Our body does what it does. And so we want to celebrate that and just know that it's okay that it's turned on. It's completely beautiful that it has turned on. Just please honor the people that you are interacting with, and either move, adjust um, and don't act on it like if you all of a sudden feel aroused don't start don't start uh, we don't want you to move your body um, like don't move your hips or your sexual energy
1: no grinding to,
0: no grinding <laughs> thank you yes <laughs> no grinding.
1: But I like what you're saying because I, I really feel like, you know, a lot of the men that I work with, a lot of what we work on is around sexual shame. And I think there's such power in, um, you're, you're okay. You're safe. It's okay that you're turned on, you know, maybe move your, like angle your body away, but keep breathing. And like, you're still okay. You're still safe. There's nothing wrong here. Cause I think a lot of men feel like, their turn on is bad or that like the simple act of them you know becoming aroused is somehow dangerous for women and that's that's just not true. And um like you said, like don't act on it but keep breathing and stay try to stay in your body and, and be okay with yourself because there's just so much I don't know. I just find with a lot of my clients there's so much shame or, or fear that that their turn on will be dangerous to someone else
0: yeah I hear that
1: and um, do you find, like do you ever um, get questions about that or in you know the, as particularly the men that come to cuddle parties do they ever um, need any support around that or like what have you seen in terms of how you manage the turn on piece
0: yeah I do I, before when before people come uh, attend a cuddle party I get a lot of emails people asking about well, what if I get aroused? What if I get excited? Um, and I always just tell them, I'm like, it's beautiful. You can't get excited. It's not, we're not going to hold you to not getting excited. We're just going to say, if you do feel turn on coming on to move your body. And I mean, the sort of the the three things that uh, the couple of things that I said uh, a few seconds ago about if you feel, um, you can be attracted to people. That's part of the rules. Like it's, we read it as a part of the rules when we're going over the rules and people sort of acknowledge it. Like we want to make sure that sexuality is celebrated in every form. We don't want to shame it because I think we've done enough shaming of sexuality. And I think it's time that we sort of step into a world where it's celebrated, but how are we, how are we moving forward with it? How are we acting it out what? How are yeah. we giving it to people? How are we showing it to people?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do we keep ourselves safe and keep other people safe at the same time?
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Cool. So if people want to get involved, can you talk a little bit about how they find a cuddle party in their area? And is there anything else they should know before they attend one?
0: Yeah, so there's our website, cuddleparty.com. Um, and if they go to our website, they can search for, you know, um, upcoming parties. Uh, the easiest way to sort of search is to go to find a party. They go on our website, cuddleparty.com, click on find a party, which is on the left-hand side and then search in your area and to see if there's a party coming up. Um, and we are always looking for, new facilitators. Uh, so if you have attended a cuddle party and you're like, Oh my God, I want to become a facilitator and I want to lead these. We're always looking for facilitators. I think that's one of the things that we, uh, the, the community is lacking. The world is lacking is people that can actually hold this space. Um, Cause it, it really, really requires someone who has done their work and can hold the space for people to be able to express themselves. So cuddleparty.com and we'd love to see you at an event I'm based in San Diego so um if you're down here I have I hold mine once a month and we have them worldwide so
1: yeah and I just want to reiterate like I went to a cuddle party in New York and I was like a total no to everything <laughs> I was I, it was funny because I was like oh man, like I'm kind of lonely. I really would like touch. And then for some reason I got there and I was really sleep deprived and I'd had a really long day. And anyway, I just got there and I was like, yeah, no, like I'm (laughs) down to everything, but I still got a lot out of the, the welcome circle and everything like that. So, you know, we're serious when we say you don't have to do anything. You can go to a cuddle party and not cuddle anyone and that's okay.
0: It's absolutely
1: totally fine you don't have to feel like you have to do something or be perfect you can just show up
0: absolutely so I wanted to
1: say that <laughs> thanks yes And i was surprised i was like oh wow i'm like really a no like i don't i'm like okay well that's where i'm at like here we go i thought i would be a yes and now i'm not and um all right it was like a funny kind of experience like yeah anyway beautiful um, great so cuddleparty.com dot com right not dot net dot com
0: correct dot com okay,
1: great all right thank you so much we really appreciate having you and um i just want to acknowledge you for the work that you do because i feel like these uh kinds of spaces are very rare in the world and extremely valuable and i know it takes a lot of energy like you said to hold those spaces so um thank you for embodying the healthy masculine.
0: Mm. Thank you. Thank you, Melanie.
1: Hey guys, thanks for listening. Just again, a quick note. If you're interested in the course, you can find it at pleaseherinbed.com www.pleaseherinbed.com or at my site, melaniecurtain.com under courses and have a very sexy day.